It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. More bad news for Flames fans. Uh, This morning it was just announced that they have now added two more um, players to their COVID protocol list, Dylan Dubé and Oliver Kylington, and one member of the support staff, which now (laughs) brings them up to 18 players. They carry 25 on their roster, so uh, not good. All of their games through Saturday have now been postponed. Uh, I don't see how they could possibly get back on the ice by next week. I don't know exactly how the NHL rules work. I think it's two negative tests and you're brought off uh, COVID protocol. But they're not alone, as you know. Uh, All kinds of teams reporting it. Uh, Edmonton has at least one player and one coach in COVID protocol. Uh, Bruins have been hit. Carolina's been hit. Vancouver's been hit. Nashville's been hit. Games postponed. I don't know. It feels to me like things are just hanging by a thread. But let's bring in Morley Scott, 630 Ched Sports, and get his take on what's going on here. And Morley, it seems to me, and I was listening to uh, some other broadcasters yesterday who do hockey, and they're sort of in the same position saying, you know what, feels a lot like when all of a sudden things got shut down in March of 2020. Do you think it's that bad? I, I, well, it could be, but I don't think they're going to get to where they got to in, in 2020 because I, I just can't see them uh, shutting it all down right now because there's just too much money on the line, right? And I think if, uh, if leagues can play through the height of the pandemic last year without vaccines, uh, they can play through uh, a resurgence of the pandemic with vaccines. And, and as I know you talked about this a lot yesterday, Shane, we talked about it a bit this morning on our show uh, with, with John Shannon. Right now, it's a lot of asymptomatic players. Yes, right. And it is a amazing to me and i know this is a this is a horrible disease and when you get it it's debilitating and it's fatal for some and it's it's has long-term effects but to me i look at the professional athletes who have gotten it they miss a week and they're back to, they're back to work yes. right uh there's been very few who have been out long term and have really been hit hard by this and i think it's because they're in such great shape their lung capacity is so good they're able to fight it off a little bit better than than the average person so i i as long as they're not getting sick um, like they were, you know, like the Vancouver Canucks were last year. I mean, the, the Canucks not only got the disease, uh, the the virus through their dressing room, but I mean, they were sick. They were guys who were just wiped right. out. In fact, they were. The NHL said, "You're coming back this week," and they said, "No, we ha- we can't. We we just can't play. We can barely practice right now. We got no strength and no stamina." So they, I think, they gave them like an extra five or six days or so to, before they returned. So, as as long as it's asymptomatic, I think they're going to keep going, and I think at the very worst, they'll get down to to where we were last. Last year and playing without fans in the stands and and maybe that would be what you know as far as they can go but i don't see them shutting down professional sports again because of this i'm with you more and i think i don't know if they're just going to soldier through but if you take a look at this and we're waiting to see what happens with omicron and but what we're seeing is the symptoms are very mild well we don't shut down um anything if you've got a very very infectious disease spreading around that doesn't really make people sick and i'm not and like you i understand that some people could be very negatively affected but it doesn't seem to me like we're in a position if like i know i was listening to an interview with bruce cassidy who had covid and was out for i think he missed 10 days or something like that and they asked him how he said well i was a little tired a couple of days maybe i had a fever one day but other than that i felt fine Um, but he had to wait for his negative test so 
he's not even an athlete at this point in his career. Mm-hmm. He's a coach. So I don't know. But at the same time, you've got Ottawa or Ontario, the government, shutting down capacity by half. So I don't know where it falls. Yeah, but but who are they? Who are they shutting down? Though they're shutting down the people who are more vulnerable, right? They're right, not shutting right. down the athletes. True, they're shutting true. down the fans and and keeping and allowing them to keep their distance from each other. Uh, and you know, because all we've heard from this is it's it's it spreads quicker, but it's not as serious, right? And and that's going to change because everything always changes in this whole thing we've gone through in the last two years, right? But right now, it's it's ex, ex, extremely it spreads quickly. And it's not as serious. So if you can keep it from spreading, maybe that's the best thing to do. Because even even if people do get sick, it's going to, you know, people are going to end up in hospital with right. it. It's going to, you know, overwhelm the health system a little bit more. And that's the last thing anybody needs right now. So maybe it's a good move. I don't know. I don't think that moves. And it's, we've been pretty much told that move's not coming in Alberta right now. Yes. So uh, the Flames and owners uh, won't have to worry about that moving forward. Or the World Juniors coming up in, in Edmonton and Red Deer won't have to worry about that that either. But, uh, I, you know, it's maybe good. Ontario's, Ontario hasn't been out ahead of much in this whole thing, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe now they've learned their lesson. Uh, I doubt it, but maybe uh, they're, they're getting out ahead of things a little bit. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they don't want to be caught in the position they were before. So we'll see how that shapes up. Now, the other question I have for you, um, the Olympics. There's no mm-hmm. way the NHL can go to the Olympics, right? There's no well, way. Yeah, unless they can work some kind of deal. And, and I don't know who's three to five weeks, who's making these rules, if it's the Chinese government or if it's the yeah. IOC. But if, you if it's the Chinese weeks, government, there's, probably, there's not there's, a chance you can go. Yeah, if, if if it's the Chinese government making the rules, then you probably don't have much of a chance to make a deal, right? right. Yeah, exactly. You probably can't negotiate with them very well. Uh, but if it's the IOC, maybe they can say, okay, uh, if if any of our players test positive, we can maybe put them on one charter plane and get them home, right? Yeah. Maybe and, and get them out of your country and they won't be spreading around, right? Maybe that will work. I don't know. But you're right. Right now, the owners have said it's basically up to the players. They've passed the buck to the players and said, it's your decision to make if you want to go or not. But that's now changed a bit because this three to five week quarantine, now that affects the owners, right? Because now Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, the, whoever the, the best players are uh, in the on their teams, now they're going to miss three to five weeks after the Olympics if they get COVID late in the Olympics. And now it's going to cost me money because people yeah. aren't going to come and pay money to watch my team play. So now the owners are going to get more invested in this, I think, as they move forward. So that's they got to sort this three to five week thing out. And it, it, whether you know whether they, there's a deal to be made, I don't know. But I can't see. You're right. I can't see the owners being happy and allowing players to go if they could lose them for up to a month or more after the Olympics are over. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Over. No, and you know what? If you're... I mean, let's just pull a name out of the hat. You're Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and you're over there, and for whatever reason, you test positive, you know, in the final week or the final day of competition, mm-hmm. and you're told you have to stay for five weeks. Meanwhile, you've got a playoff race going on back yeah. in Edmonton, and you can't be there. 
there's no team that's going to want to have that. No, absolutely. You know, yeah, that and that's going to be what near the end of February, right? Exactly, so you're yeah. going into February and into March, like the most important stretch drive, part of the stretch drive, right? Heading into into April, the last month of the season. So you could really do yourself a disservice if you don't have your best players playing exactly. through the month of through the month of March or for those four or five weeks, whatever it is, after the Olympics, you could be out of the race very quickly. I mean, just look at the Oilers in the last you know week and a half. They lose six in a row. They go from first to fourth and, and just a point up yep. on, on the playoff pack, right? So things can turn around in a hurry, and, and you don't want to be helpless and not have your best players available. Other leagues. Uh, we're coming up on playoffs and Super Bowl time uh, for the NFL. They're starting to see some issues with a bunch of different teams. Yeah. NBA, too. I, yeah, and I read a story yesterday about the NFL, and 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 uh, the the guy who wrote the story was was urging the NFL to take action sooner rather than later because California, the Super Bowl's in Los Angeles this year, right? California is one of the stricter states. They've had uh, yes. precautions in place, and they've they've had uh, you know all the protocols in place, and and they've been some of the last states to lift those protocols. So now they're saying, what happens if it gets really bad, say through the rest of December and into January, yeah. and all of a sudden on January twentieth, uh, the state of California says, okay, uh, we're going to 25% capacity and people can't gather in bars. The Super Bowl is at the beginning of February, and, and what does the NFL do at that point, right? Yeah. You're, you're screwed at that point. There's Run nothing you can do. <laughs> but now there's, now this, the story I read, the guy was urging the NFL to move now and move the Super Bowl to Arizona. Okay. Uh, and because they have an infrastructure in place because they're hosting it next year, I believe. So uh, move the move it to Arizona now so that they don't have the danger of having to give back money to 75% of their fans or 50% of their fans who bought tickets. And they don't have the danger of maybe having to shut down all the parties that go right. around the Super Bowl, you know, in that city. Because, Jay, as you know, the Super Bowl is the Grey Cup of American football. Yeah, I've heard that. I, I can't <laughs> imagine it rise to the same level, but they try. It's close. <laughs> Yeah, Morley, I don't know. It's just a crazy time. And I guess we just yep. fingers crossed and hope that everything works out. Uh, here's, some, here's something for you, too. Uh, today, the Nashville Predators, who uh, put, I believe, uh, 12, 12 people yeah. on the, the COVID list yesterday, they've called up, here it is, they've called up four players and two coaches from the American <laughs> Hockey League for their game tonight. So their coaching staff is out, so they've called up the coaching staff of uh, the Milwaukee team in the American Hockey League to coach their game tonight. Caroline is going to play uh, with 16 players tonight because they just don't have enough healthy players. And I still blame Carolina for this whole mess almost, right? Because, yeah. you know, they're patient zero maybe as they went through Western Canada. And, and if you follow the dots everywhere they have gone, uh, they have, uh, you know, the, the next, the team, they've left the team and, and that team has gotten some COVID issues, Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver. And Carolina, I feel bad for them because they have left players on this road. They've been on a road trip and as the players test positive, they have to go in quarantine. So I think they've got a couple players in, in Vancouver. They've got a couple players in Minnesota waiting for the quarantine to end and then, and then go back to Carolina. It's crazy. But then the other question, Morley, and you know this, is the integrity of the competition. I mean, if you're if Carolina's putting on a team with 16 skaters, you've got yeah. coaches coming up. Uh, the Bruins are going to have to go without Bergeron and Marchand for I don't know how long, and that is the Boston Bruins. At some point, you got to say this isn't, yeah. it isn't yeah. right. But, yeah, and, and I hate to be this this blatant about it, but what, you asked the Carolina Hurricanes ownership what they want to do. Uh, do they want to play uh, with a substandard team or do they want to give money back for a postponed game? True. Right? Yeah. yeah. And we know the answer to that, right? <laughs> Throw them out there see how they do. Go get them, fellas. <laughs> yeah. Ka-ching! <laughs> You're absolutely right. And I, I, it, it's, it's a mess. I don't know. We'll just wait and see, but... Uh... 
I appreciate you coming on. We'll check in again as we follow this along. Thanks, Morley. Yeah, no problem, Shane. Anytime. Yeah, you bet. That's Morley Scott, uh, 6.30 Chet Sports. And I really don't know. Dave from uh, A-Town says it wasn't Carolina. Calgary got it and Carolina spread it. I don't know. Morley's laid out a pretty good case, and so have some other people. The Carolina brought it to Western Canada, and then it spread through Vancouver, through Calgary, Edmonton. Then Boston came to uh, Western Canada. They played Calgary shortly after that. They picked up a couple of cases. Edmonton has a couple of cases. Vancouver's got some cases. So uh, the common link between all of those is Carolina. Unless you're saying that Carolina got it from Calgary, but then I think they went to Vancouver before Calgary. So I don't know. Who cares? Uh, It spread through Western Canada. And, you know... I was reading yesterday, as I've told you, I'm a Bruins fan. So one of their considerations now, they play tonight in New York, okay? And then they play Saturday in Montreal. Their plan originally was to play the game in New York tonight, hop on a plane, fly to Montreal, and be there for the game on Saturday. They have now said, no, we're going to go to New York, play the game, and stay there. We're going to stay in New York as long as we possibly can. Like, they're even talking about flying out day of the game on Saturday to Montreal. Why? They don't want their players in Canada any longer than they have to be because if they test positive and get stuck, they can't get back across the border for Christmas. So, I mean, these are the kinds of considerations that teams are facing now. And I don't know how long that's sustainable. Uh, is it going to fall apart and collapse? you got Carolina putting out 16 skaters. Nashville calling up coaches. I mean, the Bruins had to go with an assistant coach because their coach was in quarantine. Oilers coaches in quarantine. I mean, it's... I don't know. We'll see.